Welcome to the We Like to Say We're Experts podcast, where we go over noteworthy news, pop culture, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Evan and Nicole. Hello, and welcome back to Lucky Number 23, everyone. You gonna start us off with a news story today, Evan? You better believe it, and this is a good one. Uh, so, in Kansas, a woman went to get some gas for her car, and she found something very special at the gas pump. Uh, it wasn't one of those, you know, like card skimmers that are yeah. popping up a lot recently. She thought she saw some extra rubber in the touch screen, oh, where you yeah. go and you you know you do credit debit. Yeah, turns out. It was actually a snake. I don't like this story. Yeah, there was a snake <laughs> inside of the gas pump screen at this... How did it get in there? I, you know, just slithered its way in. It was having a great time. It said, oh, I gotta go get some gas. And then it said, oh, I'm stuck behind a screen. Did they get it out? They ended up, so they ended up getting this snake out safely. Okay. And it, there's a couple of pictures that they have here. We'll throw them up on our Facebook page. It looks really big. In the first screen, okay. but it was just because it was being magnified from the oh, plexiglass. Oh, okay. So it's like there's this giant python inside, you know, inside of the yeah. gas pump, and it turns out it's just like a the whatever. The snake was probably actually more terrified than the humans were. I, I know, like, a lot of times they say, like, they're more... <laughs> the animals are always more terrified of us than we are of them, but yeah. <laughs> I still would be terrified. Like, my worst fear... Is that I'll be driving like on the highway and there'll be like some like massive bug inside yeah. and I can't do anything because I'm in the fast lane I've often and I just crash and die. I've often thought I would just die if that happened. Like no. if there was something. What do you mean no? Don't die. What else am I going to do? Calmly pull over and, and then you, panic? Yeah. I try to, I guess. I'm all panic and no disco. Uh, ooh. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. Sometimes I got some good jokes. Um, but I actually, I have found a funny news story as well. Slithering on to the next one. Here. Yeah. Um, so I would like to title this Dumb Criminal of the Week, and I'll throw this article up on our Facebook page as well. But an Ohio man slips a bank teller his name and address during a robbery. Mm. Uh, so what happened was there was this robber in Ohio, and he slipped the teller a note, and it had his name and address scrawled on it. Uh, took the note and looked at it and looked at the other side. She saw his name. He had used a note that he had used earlier at the DMV in Ohio and it had his name on it. So the teller reportedly compiled the demand of $200 was all he was looking for. And then she ended up calling the authorities after he left. <laughs> I have so many problems with And this reporting story. him and was like, hey, his name was he lives, so and so. He lives here. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. At least check the note you're going to use. Uh, first off, it goes without saying don't rob a bank. Yeah. But, you if know. If you're going to. Check your hostage note or your, you know, <laughs> like, threat note or whatever. And he's only $200? Yeah. Like, he's only going in here for 200 Why didn't he go to, like, a 7-Eleven or a gas station <laughs> that had snakes in the pump and rob them instead? Or just some random off the street, like. If you're gonna go into yeah, a bank, yeah, I would like, think you'd ask for more. Have a minimum, or just be like, like "Give me something. all your money." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I feel like. I'm not saying I plan bank robberies, but I feel like that's what happens in the movies. Like, give me everything. They're always like, "Yeah, give me all your money." Like, you're not sitting there asking for like a certain amount. You're not gonna, well, yeah, like don't wait for like the vault or whatever. Yeah, for us to take just be forever, like, but... grab some cash, put it in the bag, 
everyone. Yeah, I wonder what he. Ne- I really want to know what he needed the two hundred for now. It didn't like, say. It's got to be something. There is probably was like money? a specific bill. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a phone bill? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it a DMV bill? Maybe it he was trying to. The... Yeah, maybe he was yeah. trying to pay off like parking tickets to the DMV or something. Who knows? It does not say. But if we end up hearing why, we will keep you updated. But these dumb criminals and these snakes. They're out there, ladies and gentlemen. Snakes and criminals. <laughs> Snakeimals. Well, that's... Crimin- <laughs> well, that's all we have for our news stories today. But we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the upcoming trailer for Mindhunter Season 2. We'll be back in a Kentucky Fried Minute, everybody. If you were like Evan and I, and you binged Mindhunter season one in 2017, which, side note, I can't believe the first season came out two years ago. No, I feel like it was just yesterday. I know. Like, you gotta you gotta bring it back. Like, I need more. I need some Jones in for it. <laughs> um, so by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the week after, because it's coming out on August 16th, which is a Friday. All episodes gonna be available, but... How would you just? Des- how would you describe Mindhunter for those who have not heard of it? I would describe it like, or like what? a ballpark Frank. You know, that... you you really enjoy <laughs> it, but you don't necessarily feel good after about what you just had. Like okay. it's a really good show, but it's dark, and it's it's like dark in that it goes into such depth of how these criminals think. Yeah, and like it's definitely not like a light show. No, by any means. It's really good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's really good. Really Acting good. and writing are spectacular. Absolutely love watching this show. But it's a show about bad people. And, you know, if you watch... Like, we like we basically binged it. Yeah. And it was just like... It just gets darker and darker. And it's been out for a while, so I don't really care about yeah. giving spoilers. But basically, you see this toll on the main character where he basically foregoes, you know... His girlfriend, his mental and health, his mental health, and like stuff that he like. I don't, I don't want to say stuff that he holds dear, but sort of like boundaries that typically wouldn't be crossed. Right. And he's going so far to learn about the minds of these criminals. You just see him change in a way for the worse. Yeah. Like he goes from a normal functioning like smart human being to like this guy that all he can think about is how these criminals like, what think. Makes them tick. he becomes yeah. obsessed like a yeah. serial killer is obsessed with murdering his victim well, um the main character that evan referenced i think his name is john and he actually wrote a book called mindhunter about in the 70s when they were first really discovering what serial killers were there was a big a lot of big like famous cases that came out around that time of people committing multiple crimes so they had to move from, like, some random person that just, like, shoots someone, maybe for, like, a robbery or, like, a lover's quarrel to, like, why do people actually go out and seek to kill? Um, so they formed, like, a unit within the FBI. And by the end of the first season, he is interviewing Ed Kemper, who is a famous murderer. I think he killed sorority girls, if I remember correctly. Sounds right. Actor is fantastic that plays Ed Kemper. Like, he just brings the creep. He's also the... Like, the dude on Umbrella Academy. He is. He's like almost seven feet tall. He's me, also like a beast. It took me like four episodes to realize it was the same Because person. he looks completely different. Yeah. Like he's, he's tall, but like he just, yeah. He is such a good actor. Yeah. Um, but he ends up like having like a really personal conversation with him and it ends with him having like a massive panic attack. 
for like the first time um the fbi guy yeah. not the killer not, guy not Capper. so we'll post a trailer on our facebook page if you haven't watched season one highly recommend it you got time before the second season comes out but the second season trailer came out and it just continues they're continuing to research um serial killers and also catch them as well so evan this is time for uh, a test your like least it. favorite thing so i hate tests <laughs> If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, then you know I love true crime. Evan likes some true crime, but mostly because I recommend the things. Let's let's be honest here. I just here. Nod, I nod and listen. Yeah. I, I will listen to almost anything. I went to school for criminal justice. Like I also find like psychology and what makes people do things really fascinating. So if you throw a picture of a famous serial killer, like I'm probably gonna know the case or what it is. I don't like where this so, is. So <laughs> we were watching the trailer for season two, and I was able to recognize some of these like famous killers from the '70s. And I want to ask Evan a if he recognized any of them, and b if he did, if he knows who they are. Uh, I think <laughs> I saw Ted Bundy. Charles Manson. Charles Manson, yes. I don't Chuck, think Ted Ben Ted Bundy was Chuck in this e. time Manson. period. Uh, Fun fact: Charles, the actor that plays Charles Manson, played Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino film. Interesting. They, I don't know, like if that was a coincidence or if it was like planned, but hmm. yeah. All right, so there was actually uh, two more famous cases that they referenced. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out this answer that I got basically chastised. Oh before. God, you can the say black, it. Black Dahlia. Okay, so here's the thing: Mindhunter <laughs> takes place in this season's the late '70s and the '80s. Yeah. The Black Dahlia took place in the late '40s. I thought it was in the '70s though. You can't blame all me the for pictures not of her everything. are black and white because I thought it was to accent the fact <sighs> that it's the Black Dahlia. They can hammer she the point home. She she was in the '40s. But I thought that was what the it's mask okay. was. It's not the... Isn't the mask? So I think that's a reference to Son of Sam. Nah. Which I don't know... I don't remember that much about him, but he. I think he's going to be in this season. I don't like that. I don't know. I would rather... Black Dahlia. But this isn't a time travel show. Like, they can't go back and do the... You know what I mean? Like, this takes place in the 70s. I agree. But who's to say that they're investigating current cases? Maybe they're looking at some old ones, too. Huh? Hmm? Do you want to place a bet on that the Black Dahlia is going to be in this season? No, because I'm going to lose. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I'm going to... Okay, so there's one more that's very discreet case that they slightly reference. Was that with the, the bathroom thing? No. Was that with the... What was it with? There was uh, children walking, all black children. Oh. Uh... Evan, I told you this story was coming in this season when I heard about it, and I got really excited because I listened to a podcast about this case. Oh, right. <laughs> you told me something like you got excited about abducting children or something like that. <laughs> that sounds I remember, really bad. I remember Let's this. Let's clarify. I, remember, I do not want to abduct children. I remember riffing on you because that's basically how you laid it out. No, that's not how I that laid it out. That was pretty close no. to how you laid it Evan, out. Evan... Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I don't okay. remember. So it's about the famous case from the late 70s, early 80s of the Atlanta child murders. Oh, this that was it. It was yeah. child murder. And it was something bad to so children. So this is a case where, I think it was over a period of two or three years, where um, specifically African-American children were getting kidnapped and murdered. Um, there's a really good podcast about this called Atlanta Murderer, or Atlanta Monster, where they kind of deep dive into if the person that got arrested... It did actually do it because like they only tied him to I think two. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. I don't know if they're gonna go into them in the show, but that is the third case they're gonna reference. So, um, 
last season, like I said, Ed Kemper is going to be back. So this is one thing that I think they're going to put on hold, and this might be a potential spoiler if you haven't watched season one. But in season one, they don't they show him, but he's not one of the cases that they go over. Do you remember they were referencing BTK? Yeah, buying torture kill. What a lovely name, I know. But he was a killer in Wichita from the 70s and 80s, and then he came back in the early 2000s. So I don't think we're going to see him in this season because he wasn't caught until the early 2000s. But the creators of Mindhunter said they want to do four or five seasons, so maybe that'll come back like later on. But they definitely like reference this was him, Dennis Rader, in the first season, but he kind of goes into hiding, so... I'm excited. I just, I don't know. The psychology, not just psychology of, like, what makes people kill. The psychology of, like, what makes people do anything. Like, why did that guy rob a bank? What, like, what is the motivations behind things? It's really fascinating. Money. So, I mean, yes, but, like, I also would love money. I'm not going to rob a bank. Mm-hmm. I'm also not going to rob a bank. <laughs> I am now speaking into the <laughs> microphone. I would never rob a bank. I'm not bailing you out. I know. We already had this discussion early not, on in the relationship. I'm not going to waste money for some crime you did. I don't know who's to say I did it. That's for the, the courts to decide. But anyway. <sighs> I like true crime, but I don't want my life to become a true crime story. Wouldn't that be like the penultimate thing for you, though? No. What if you were in no. a case? No. I don't want to. You just want to look from afar? Yeah. I don't ever want to become like... Today's podcast episode is Evan Bowman robbed a bank. His wife was sad. I imagine you being like Charlie Day with all the, all the, the, all you the, know, the strings thing. and the stuff. Yeah, if you were actually working on something. I don't like this. I, I just want to watch and, and have my theories from afar. And I just want to sit and spin. Sit and spin? Sit and spin. What's that? Sit and spin. It's like a children's thing. Is it that little circle thing? I don't... I think so. I only know the name and it gets stuck in my head. And I always think about it when I'm sitting in my chair at work. But this is way off base at this point. So let's bring it back to reality. Murder bad. Money good. Stealing money bad. Watch Mindhunter. Watch Mindhunter. Season 2. It'll haunt your mind. (laughs) That it may. But we're going to take our last break and we're going to come back and talk about the final season of Orange is New Black, which we finished. And... How we thought about the final season. Finger looking good. We'll be right back. Well, Orange is a New Black Season 7 came out last Friday. And we finished it this past Thursday. Pretty much semi-binging it. Well, like three sessions. Yeah. And... Now it's over and there's no more episodes. Evan, what did you think overall of the final season? I liked it. Um, There were parts I didn't like. And I thought it was really slow to start, to be honest. Like, the first... I didn't really get into it until episode four or five. I agree, yeah. It started to build up where, like, every episode after that actually had, like, a... Like, a good point? Like, a good, like, either an ending for, like, a character or, like... A solid storyline but I, I mean like I get it like the first couple episodes might just be opening it up yeah I didn't really like Piper this season well that was the first thing I was gonna mention was I kind of wanted to go over how they wrapped up everyone's storylines instead of going like episode by episode yeah. um so the first that I was thinking was kind of like the Piper Alex 
because they're like the two main characters and they kind of like intertwine yeah it's basically a together. show about piper yeah and i thought it was bad that piper was the least interesting part of the season you know what i mean like for i thought it was interesting i thought it was interesting like it was like interesting but i thought it was also kind of annoying the way her character ended up and i know it's like based on a true story or whatever yeah. so i this is just me thinking people are dumb but if they had finished piper's story with the end of season six where she gets out yeah i would have been like great fine yeah but instead it was like oh i'm on probation but like i'm like doing bad at making money and being on probation and like i'm not following the rules still and i'm still kind of self-destructive and especially self-destructive with the ending but do you think, before mentioning the ending, do you think it was realistic for, like, what people, ha ha like, what happens when people are on parole? Like, you can't get great jobs, and, like, there are rules that, like, you don't want to, you know what I mean? I think it's realistic, and I totally get that this is, like, true to life, where it's, it is hard when you yeah. get out, because you have to sort of reassimilate, you gotta right. get a job to pay for all these fees and everything. But then it was just, like, a, a cavalcade of her making stupid decisions, like, Asking for time off, like in that first couple episodes, yeah. asking for time off from her new job that she, like, basically just got to go see Alex in prison instead of working. It's like, well, maybe priorities are, are a little wrong there. And then, like, when she did drugs from her brother, and then yeah. she had to, like, go back and, you know, give a urine test the next day. It was like, oh, you know, maybe some better decisions could have been done there. I agree. Like, you're not wrong. Yeah, I just thought she was kind of irritating this season. Especially with... I, let me know if I'm, like, going on too much about no, this. But, like, especially fine. with the whole Zelda character. So she, like, meets a girl that, outside of prison, it's, Zelda, it's who's, like, like her, she should go out with It's, her. like, her brother's wife's friend or yeah. something, right? Yeah, yeah. And Zelda's great. I Not agree. just because of the name, and it's related to the Legend <laughs> of Zelda, but she, like, she has... A good job. A really good job. She's a normal She's person. a normal person. She's genuinely nice. She yeah. really cares about Piper. Wants, like, the best for her. And wants the best for her, and wants to be with her. Yeah. And then for, like, a few episodes, Piper kind of wants to seem like she wants to be with Zelda back. Yeah. Which but was really nice. ends with, so, like, Alex is still in prison, because she's still in prison for three years, and she's kind of having, like, a fling-ish with the female guard McCullough is her last name. Yeah. And McCullough's basically like, I'm in love with Alex to the warden, but, like, if you don't send her to another prison, like, there's gonna be, like, I'm gonna hook up with her. Yeah. And you're gonna have to fire me. And, like, I don't want that. So she, they send her to Ohio because I think the prison in the, um, show is in New York, like, upstate New York. So yeah. I think this takes place, like, in the New York area. Um, so kind of ends where the second to last episode Alex breaks up with Piper, and then, like, the last episode, you think she's gonna, like, end up with Zelda, and she references, like, going for a drive, and you think she's, like, driving to see Zelda. Yeah, this is where yeah, I thought it yeah, was going. Yeah, because Zelda was in Northampton, North and then, uh, Piper, oh, first off, they bring Larry back. No one cares about no Larry. No one cares about Larry. Yeah. And then He's Larry's, having another kid with Polly, great. It's, like, great, and then Larry's, like, Piper, like, you never changed, and then Piper's, like, LOL, I have, and then Larry's, like, great, do what new Piper's gonna do. And it's, like, that was the whole purpose of Larry for, like, no reason. And, so like, then, you think she's gonna be with Zelda because of that whole That's thing. the thing, she's driving, and you think she's driving to Northampton to be with Zelda because Zelda invited her there and really wants to be with her. Right. And then it turns out, so this is obviously right after Alex goes to Ohio, right. and then it turns out, as we learn in the final episode, that LOL, Piper, like, drove all the way to Ohio to get a job at Starbucks in a shitty apartment just so she could be with, you know, Alex in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Yeah. And it was the dumbest 
Yeah, I didn't I like hate, that. I hated it. Yeah. Like, that was, I would honestly say, like, other than that, I really liked the season. I thought, yeah. like, it was wrapped up pretty nicely. Exactly. I like every other character like and, how, and how they ended in this season, yeah. except for Piper. And Alex, because it's kind of like Alex, a tie-in, yeah. Tie yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's just... I never really liked them as a couple, though. Same. Like, it's it's obvious that, how do I, you know, it's sort of like a, the brightest, the brightest, you know, flame, you know, burns the fastest sort of thing. Like, I don't think that them being together is necessarily a good thing for either of them. No, it's like a toxic thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's why I was really happy. It was like, alright, maybe Alex will be with this guard, and then, you know, Piper or will be with like Zelda. Or just like anybody else. Or like, yeah. yeah, it would be great. Like, yeah. Someone actually cares about Piper and is in a place to help her, you know, yeah, in terms like of Zelda. And then just, nope, fucking Piper says, I don't care. I'm going to Ohio. Says no one ever. I so, was it was not good. It's frustrating. I was. I was frustrated. I was angry. Because, like, you literally don't learn about it until, like, the last second of yeah. the show. And then, and it then just, you, like, ends. Yeah. And then you thought she was just visiting. I was very, well, I was, right? like, very confused because I genuinely thought she was driving to see Zelda. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a second, no, like, she actually moved there. Like, it took a second to, like, register. sink in and, like, register. I was like, what the fuck? Um, but we're going to go to some other characters and how better, they wrapped up. Better uh, this This one, these two next two characters that kind of intertwined. I actually like their endings, and I was really happy. So the next two are Cindy, a.k.a. Black Cindy, and Tasha, a.k.a. Tasty. So from season six, Tasha is spending life in prison after being falsely accused of killing that guard. Murdering, uh, uh what was guard. Big guy. What yeah. was his name? This is gonna bother me. It'll, it'll come it'll, to It'll come to us at, like, three in the morning now. Um... But he got, like, accidentally killed by, like, one Piscatella. Of... Piscatella, yeah. He got, like, accidentally killed by, like, one of the other guards after the raid. Yeah, like, the, the guards that were storming the compound yeah. shot him. And then they were like, LOL. Let's just, like, yeah, cover make it this look up. like something else. Yeah, sweep it under the rug. Yeah, it was an inmate that did it. Yeah, and Tasty ended up getting blamed for it. Um, so, like, kind of the whole season, you think, she is trying to buy drugs from Dio, who's, like, a thug-life gangster now. Hate, again, hate Dio all yeah, season, too. I liked her better when she, like, cared uh, about her kids. I liked her like, when she was, like, dumb and drew anime pictures all the time. Yeah. It was great. I liked that, too. And she just became annoying and a drug yeah. lord. Uh, yeah, I didn't but, like that transition. Yeah, she... I get that, like, it could happen in prison, but, like, I don't know. And, like, I think the worst thing for about... And I know, again, this is, like, sort of pseudo-based on a on a real story, but Daya had, like, no growth this season. She just was there yeah. the whole time. You know, and it was, she didn't have a story arc. Her story arc was, I do drugs and I sell drugs. You know what I mean? Like, there was no And, like, point. I'll do anything to, like, sell drugs. Exactly. Because we're going to, like, we'll find out yeah. when we talk about her. And then, like, the first few seasons, Daya was, like, had, you know, some good points and was, like, trying to be a real person and trying to be nice and, you know, had her daughter or whatever. Wanted, like, and then the best it was just to get like, out of prison yeah, and, like, and then it was just daughter. like, nah, and then the show's over. And, like, part of me goes back to the point of, like, in prison, these, I think they're trying to show, like, realistic prison stories and, like, people in prison, like, you hear these cases where, like, someone goes to prison for, like, maybe second-degree murder or manslaughter, like, they know they're gonna get out eventually, but, like, they end up, like, getting in fights in prison and it like adds time and time so like i understand where they were trying to go but i just like didn't like how they did it yeah i, I totally get that it means we actually did like most of the season even though we're kind of shitting yeah, on a couple moments there's, there's like a cut like i guess piper and dyer the two characters yeah I didn't like all season but other like 
as circling back to Tasty here, who's trying to buy do- drugs from Die uh, all season. Tasty had a, like a fantastic season because you see her her turmoil with coming to terms with she has life in prison. She has her appeal was denied. Her, so her like... appeal was denied. There was like a really sad scene there where she had she had more information about what happened from Piscatella because Suzanne wrote like a, a jur- like a journal to her yeah. about what Suzanne had saw, but Suzanne would not be a credible witness in court. Yeah, and again, she's. She has this life in prison because of Cindy testifying against her. Right. So you sort of see this, you know, like Tasha trying to figure herself out. What is she going to do with her time in prison? You know, she tries to make it better for herself. Uh, She ends up, you know, tutoring Pensatucky and some of the other girls that are trying to go for the GED, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, And then, you know, you sort of see... Her ups and her downs, and then she has a really nice wrap up at the end where, yeah. like, I've teared up a little bit. There's a lot. Yeah, I did too. So this she, was really sad. One of the things that she tries to create is a micro loan program for newly released felons, where they get a loan, um, and they end up getting some of the money from Judy King, who was like that famous lady that was in prison in season five and six, but she ends up funding it to like. A, a person that comes out of jail gets a loan, let's say $1,000, helps them get on their feet, they pay it back, and then it goes to another person that gets out of jail, so it's, like, constantly the same money, just, like, being repaid. And they name it the Pusey Washington Fund. Hugh, both Evan and I tearing up. No, you. Also, this is a real thing that the, the founders of the show ended up creating. There's, like, a cute little YouTube video I found where they're interviewing, like, people that actually got out of prison. Um, and they're gonna be able to receive this money, so it's like nice that something good actually like came out of this show too. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, and how this like ties into Cindy, obviously, besides Cindy just being the person who like testified against Tasty in season six, um, while Tasty's kind of in her like life sucks, there's no purpose to prison. She was real. She was at herself. like rock bottom. Yeah. Like she was preparing to buy the drugs to, to kill, kill herself, herself with, yeah. and then. When she found out Cindy was getting out, she was like... She's like, hey, I'm going to write a letter to Cindy's quote-unquote sister, who's her daughter, but doesn't know that Cindy's her, her mom. So then when Cindy gets released and ends up living like with her mom and her daughter, her daughter gets the letter and is all mad, and then she moves out of the house, but then like she ends up reuniting with her family at the end. Which was pretty Which was nice. good, yeah. I think C- like... Cindy she- had some good growth. I think, like, Cindy does want to be a better person because, like, you see her working for the nursing home. Like, she does, she makes that commitment to, like, every weekend I'm going to, like, meet my daughter and, like, actually build that relationship. So, it, I felt like she actually came, like, full circle. Yeah, it was I good. I liked, like, the wrap-up of her story. I never really cared. Not that I didn't care for Cindy, but I thought, I always thought, you know, she was just, like, a whatever side character. Yeah, but... this was her strongest season. Yeah. 100%. She, she came to light really well. And, yeah. I, again, how it tied with Tasty yeah. was really nice. But uh, speaking of story arcs that were intertwined with Tasty, Pensatucky this season Aww. made me real sad because most of her season was spent trying to, you know, like figure herself out, better herself, and she wants to take this GED class. Right. She finds out she has a learning disability. She's able to... She's dyslexic. She's dyslexic. Yeah. Uh, with the help of the teacher and then Tasty, who became her tutor yep. later in the season, she's able to, you know manage this dyslexia she finds out she knows she's not as stupid as everyone kept telling her and then she takes this ged class but 
let me back up for a sec here. The the GED class was initially taught by some guy whose name I can't remember. He was like a volunteer. Volunteer. Yeah. He was threatened by Daya to bring drugs so in, quit. so he quit. So then Loose Check takes over the class, oh, and, and this is this is where Tasty becomes a full time tutor. Yeah. Defense of Tucky is when Loose Check takes over yeah. because Loose Check's worthless and he's yeah. not actually going to teach. But the the important part here is. When the GED test comes, Luzchek was supposed to put in for Pensatucky to have more time due to her dyslexia, yeah. but he doesn't. So she ends up taking the test without extra time, thinks she bombed it, goes and finds, like, some, uh, like, Daya and a couple of her whatever thug doing friends drugs. doing drugs. Pensatucky decides that she wants to do drugs again because she's so, after this, I'm out. She ends up <sighs> overdosing and dying. And then Tasty finds her. And it was really sad. I was devastated. And then after, like, I think it was a couple days later, the GED results come in, and Tasty gets the, like, certificates, and Pensatucky ended up passing. Yeah, so it was so, it was GED. so sad. Like, I think one thing I like to take away from the show is you see, like, they, they talk about, like, rehabilitation and, like, what's the purpose beyond prison? And, you know, that you see that with, like, the classes they had this season or, like, other things they've done. And so, I don't know. It just makes me sad, because I feel like this is a situation that could, like, happen in real life. Totally. Like, there are people that go to prison that, like, they don't just look at this as, like, oh, yeah, I'm a gangster. Like, they want to, like, do their time and better themselves. Yeah. And, like, that's what she was trying to do. She's like, I am going to get out one day, and, like, maybe I should start focusing get on that. that GED, yeah. Man. I was real sad. That was And then that really was, like, the sad. end of episode 12. And, like, we weren't watching 13 that night, so it was just like, damn! Ugh. And then, like, 13 opens up. With, like, her in a body bag. Yeah, and it has that guard. What was oh, his name? Oh, the red-headed That was really guard sad, too. Who, like, was friends with Pensatucky when, like, they ran away with that other guard she yeah. was sleeping with. Yeah. Like, I vaguely remember this, but that guard, like, genuinely cared he about was, like, her, like, really as sad. a friend. He was yeah. sad. And then Loose Check. This is, like, Loose Check's bottom moment because... Yeah. Like, he he finally realized, hey, he is the world's biggest piece of shit ever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that was real bad. Another kind of, like, characters that were twined together is we had Red, you had Morello, uh, and you had Nikki. Guys, these, these are all sad storylines. Like, not, it was really... There's not a lot of happy endings. There's a lot of endings from this show. Yeah, so Red ends up having dementia, which is, like, this devastating scene where, like, Nikki's in the infirmary with her, like, crying. So then, like, Nikki ends up becoming, like, the prison mom that Red was in the last episode, where you see her kind of, like, as the head cook, and she's, like, helping people detox. But, like, the saddest thing of all was Morello lost her baby that she gave birth to at the end of season oh, six. Oh, this was tough. He was, like born super early and he contracted like pneumonia and his like little lungs couldn't handle it so because she has like mental disorders she just like created this story yeah. in her mind that her husband was like hiding the baby or trying to like get the baby away yeah. from her Vinny, Vinny came and he tried very calmly to explain what was happening and then morello just snaps and she doesn't accept it and she keeps thinking he's lying and he's keeping the baby away from her and then she goes through this whole arc of finding random baby photos online and pretending it's her own and she yeah. just like refuses to accept it. even through the end of the show she say, just it refuses to accept the it. final episode nikki was like sitting with her 
because she's like, oh, like, we should be in the same, like, unit, so then I can, like, keep an eye on her. But she ends up, like, getting in a fight with a girl because her fight, like, she was making fun of her talking about her baby. And Nikki says something like, I gotta let you go or something, because she knows that, like, she does need more help from, like, a psychological level than, like, Nikki can give. So coming back to Daya and her mom, Aleda. So Daya's in prison. She's got, like, her thug life drug thing going on. The worst. Aleda's also sneaking drugs into the prison with Hopper, who's the Was it Hopper? CO. Yeah. Hellman was the other one. Oh, I know yeah. I get them. All right. uh, yeah, they're it's very similar. because they're H names. But okay, yeah. yeah. The ball, um, yeah. And Aleda gets set up. Well, she goes back in prison because she ended up fighting her younger daughter, who's, like, 13, her, like, drug boy, her drug dealer boyfriend, goes back into prison and has, like, a power struggle with, like, Daya, because they're both trying to bring drugs into the prison. Daya sets up Aleda to, like, have the warden walk in on Hopper and Aleda hooking up, so then Hopper gets fired, now Hopper can't bring the drugs in for Aleda, and the final episode ends... Kind of in a little bit of like an unknown for the story. Oh, I like see, this I do too, but I don't like unknowns in like the final episode. Why don't you tell us what happened, Devin? All right, so I'm too angry. So Daya ended up using Aleda's daughter Eva, who's like thirteen, to help smuggle the drugs in. Aleda finds out. Aleda's like, you know, I only smuggled drugs in, so you know she wouldn't, she would have a good life, yeah. and she wouldn't have to do this sort of thing. So Daya's like, LOL, I don't care. So Aleda, like, elbows her in the throat and then starts trying to choke her out to death. It was, like, it was pretty great because I've hated Daya all season. And Aleda, I'm not saying what Aleda does is right, but at least she has some sort of moral compass, unlike Daya. So another two characters that kind of had a storyline together were Maria and Gloria. We see um, Maria... Her child's father is, like, dating another girl, so she, like, wants to meet her, and then, like, Gloria was had a smuggled phone in the prison because she wanted to help the immigration detainees, which we will talk about other the whole ICE storyline in this season. Um, Gloria ends up, like, copping to taking the phone in, so... Maria won't get any extra time because she wants her to eventually see her daughter. Because Gloria did actually bring the phone in, but well, like, she, yeah, and then Gloria and hates then, Maria. In a side twist, Gloria ends up getting out on time because Loose Check in the final episode ends up admitting that he smuggled in that phone. After yeah, after all this buildup of like basically, he basically made Pensatucky kill herself. Yeah, and then he like he has a little conversation with Gloria before yeah. admitting that he took the phone or brought the phones into yeah. the warden. But he talks to Gloria, and Gl- even Gloria is like, "You are the biggest piece of shit." Yeah, like then, I don't want to hear this yeah, right now. Yeah, he just like, yeah just doesn't want to talk to yeah. him. And then he's like, oh, "Okay," and then he goes to the warden and was like, "Hey, yeah, it you was know." Me. It was me, like, Gloria shouldn't suffer for this. I was the one bringing the phones in. Yeah. It was great, too, because then the good. warden just, like, you're fine. <laughs> just yeah. straight, like, please, get out! It please was, go. It was real good. Yeah. Um. So it was a couple, like, other smaller characters that we saw reference. So Sophia Bursette from, like, the first couple of seasons. We yeah. see how she ends up outside of prison. She's doing hair. She's doing hair. She's got her outside prison salon. She's doing well. She also tells Piper, like, don't be with Alex. Like, you should let go of that prison wife yeah. life. But, you know, she didn't take that advice. Um, another really cute thing is when Alex ends up getting transferred to the prison in Ohio. 
a lot of the people that got moved, like, after the riot, like, Boo and Yoga Jones and Gina and... I don't remember. But, like, all those other characters. But, yeah, so we end up seeing, like, they're all in Ohio. So it was kind of like, even though they were just in the final episode, it was still, like, a nod back. Oh, Norma, the one that doesn't talk. Oh, I like Norma. I know. She was there. So it was kind of cool. Um, Yoga Jones gives the mandala talk to, like, a newbie that she gave to Piper in, like, the first episode. So that was kind of cool. Um, we also see at one point porn stash because now, like, he's proven to not be, like, the rapist because like it wasn't his baby or whatever so he has like Daya's uh daughter and he's like raising her so there was like a cute little scene where you see them in like their kitchen like he's playing with her yeah. and stuff like that that was pretty sweet yeah um caputo oh caputo oh, joe caputo's having a bad time he's having a bad time so <laughs> if you remember from like the first couple seasons there was that female CO that he was kind of like flirting with and fired because she, she was real bad at her job. She was a bad CO, but he shouldn't have fired her because he didn't. She didn't want to like date him or whatever. So like this came back because she like wrote a Me Too article being like Caputo like fired me because of this. It ended up like causing him to like quit his job as like a professor, but he's still dating. What's that word? Fig. Yeah, Fig. Figueroa. And like the final episode. It's so cute. They're talking about having children, but, like, they realize there's, like, fertility issues. So they go to, like, an adoption center, and they're both talking about how they want a boy, they want a boy, they want a boy. And this little girl walks up to them and starts singing a song, and both their faces are just like, this is our daughter. It like, was, this is the one. It was really sweet. It was so cute. Um, I feel like I'm missing people. Is there anybody that I'm missing? Uh, the only other two I would bring up would be Maritza. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and Blanca. Yeah, Marissa and Blanca were, the, like, the only other two really big ones. Yeah. Like, Blanca, who usually is associated with Maritza, really, yeah. like, Blanca's just still in prison. That's basically yeah. all I've been about her this season. But Maritza uh, ends up getting detained by ICE, yeah. finds out she wasn't actually born in America, yeah. and then, like, halfway through the season, she just gets deported. To Columbia? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Columbia. I think so. Um, and then it's just, like... Okay, like, like but that's it, actually, think, and it makes sense, yeah. and I get it, but it was just kind of like, like, whoa, okay. Like, you didn't think it was going to happen that soon. It was yeah. like, oh, there's going to be, like, more to this. Or they were going to circle back with her Yeah, later but on. they're like, nope, um, her she, parents in real life got deported, so I think it was kind of fitting that they had her play this kind of, yeah. like, storyline. Um, and then Blanca ends up, because she copped, like, a plea for the riot that invalidated her green card, so she gets detained by ICE. But then she ends up fighting her criminal charges and they get dropped. So she got to keep her green card, but her boyfriend Diablo got deported to Honduras, so she ends yeah. up going with him. Diablo came to visit her when she was yeah. being detained in ICE, and then the ICE guys were like, oh man, like he, he looks foreign too. Basically, and like, actually what happened. That, yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not like, making that, a joke. Yeah. That's exactly what happened, yeah. so that's, he and gets detained like, and deported. And they're like, oh, yours expired a week ago? Like, we're not going to give you that. Yeah. Even though there was one, like, in the mail. Yeah, yeah. like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, um... The only, but, the only thing I want to mention there is the only reason that Blanca was able to, you know, fight this court stuff yeah. is because of this other girl, oh, Carla, Carla, who was introduced oh, this season. Oh, so sad. Yeah, Carla, like, she's a fighter, and she's introduced, she, uh, like, her husband died, and she didn't have a green card, she's trying to take care of her two sons, and they go through all this stuff. She ends up, like, teaching Blanca how to, you know, present herself in court yeah. and what to say and do. 
but then Carla ends up getting deported. Yeah. And then the last scene with her is she in was deported episode. in the final episode. She's trying to come back over the border, but for like, her boys. yeah, for her boys. But like somewhere in the mountains, she trips and like sprains slash breaks her ankle. Yeah. So then she's just left under a bush and will probably die. Like, that is, it's really, it's pretty sad. I think it's so sad, but obviously, like, a big thing that's happening in our country right oh, now yeah. is, like, uh, like, this is a very, like, topical thing, and Orange is New Black has always brought, like, true life kind of stories to yeah. be told. Like, this sort or, like, of stuff actually yeah. happens. Um, man. I'm not saying that, like, people should be in the country illegally, but, like, if you're fleeing your country because, like, you gonna die, like, I'd rather you be safe. And I feel like you're a good, productive member of society. I don't know. I feel like ICE is, like, a little extra in the bad department. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty heavy season. But it was good, though. Like, no, I know yeah. we're, yeah. The thing is, like, the acting and the writing is always phenomenal. This was the first show to ever be a Netflix original. Was it really? Yeah. And now it's over. It was, like, the first one. The animals, the animals, the animals, the animals. The animals. Nicole won't let me play the intro. She has to skip. She asks to skip because she doesn't want to hear that song. But I've got time to watch. Sorry, I uh, that's most of the the theme that I remember. (laughs) When you're binging it, you don't want to hear the theme song like ten times in a row. When I binge the first, like, six seasons by myself, I watch the intro every single time. You're Because I'm an insane person. I was going to say, you belong in the psych prison, maybe. Uh, yeah, send me to Florida. Which is one of the wards in the prison. Yeah. We should clarify. hang out <laughs> that... with Suzanne. And, like, all the crazy people. Yeah. Oh, Suzanne. I think Suzanne's probably the last person we really need to talk about. Oh, yeah. About. So, like, she ended up trying to help uh, Tacey get free. She was also, like, Pensatucky's friend. And she ended up holding, like, a memorial for Pensatucky. I was gonna... I was only gonna say one thing, but oh. those are all much better points. I was just gonna say she's mayor of New Cluck City. Oh, yeah, the chickens! They end up getting, like, a chicken program, but then the chicken program has to go away because someone put drugs in their butts t- uh, to hide Hellman? them. Hellman, yeah. Hellman, who becomes the, the warden, warden at the end of the show. Ugh. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny, and, like, that's probably how it works in real life. Like, the shittiest person that will, like, save money gets that job, but... It's the end of an era. There's no more Orange is the New Black. That's it. OITNB out, y'all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I gotta yeah. find new shows. Mindhunter's coming back. Uh, Succession season two comes back next that, Sunday. Uh, that dark show on Netflix, too, I heard was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. We're actually gonna try Good Omens tonight. Oh, yeah. From Amazon with uh, David Tennant. I don't care who else is in it. David Tennant is Bay. So maybe we'll review that. D-T-I-B. D-T-I-B. What? David Tennant is bae. Oh. <laughs> is that like Orange Come on. is Black with the O-Y-T-N-B. FFS. FFS? What yeah. are you talking about? Don't, don't worry about that one. Okay. That's, well. a, that's, a, that's an Easter egg for our listeners. T-I-S-N-F. Alright, I think we're going to wrap it up because I need to bring Evan to the hospital. I think Help he's having me. a stroke. But it's because I listened to the intro so many times. Y- yeah, I wonder. You're like delusional now. <sighs> But we will see you guys next week, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay out of prison, everybody. Thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to like our Facebook page through our link in the show notes or by searching We Like to Say We're Experts on Facebook. See you next time.